you. And now, about to witness the awesome uh, crushing uh, might of um, Eugene S. Robinson show stop Welcome my friends uh, to a show that seemingly apparently never ends. Uh, Eugene S. Robinson show stop and I am your host Eugene S. Robinson uh, this is version a one eight eight of the Eugene S. Robinson show stop. Last week, I don't think we talked about MMA at all, except in passing. Today, we might talk about it a little bit, and just a little bit, largely on account of it being a, a, uh, a country for old men. If you watched it last night, you know what I'm talking about. I, however, did not watch it till today. I've been watching the comeback. It was busy last night. But we will talk about it and other things. Up to and including the picture of me at Auschwitz. But first, Bob Riley is going to sing us in as he has since 2007. It's Stigmata, Calling of the Just, Intro All of Nothing, Halloween. Still available from Revelation Records. Huntington Beach, California, where they shoot you to death in a nightclub, get your car with a hammer, and run your mayor pro time out of work, out of town. I'm taking a real good look at you. I'm taking a real good look at your face. So being paid back and forth, always nothing. Welcome, my friends, to a show that never ends, it seemingly apparently never ends. And it's so wonderful to be able to talk about everything. I don't have to, I don't, I may not even have to password protect my, my uh, Instagram thing anymore. I may be able to just open that up to the wild, open it up to the wild so everybody can see and be exposed to the glory that is, you know, multiple pictures of my offspring, all of them, all four of them. So, uh, but first, first, uh, 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 let's get the commercials out of the way. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to the Substack, you should subscribe. Now, when I say subscribe, I mean that very loosely. It is free. I accidentally clicked the one today said to subscribers only, uh, but that's not right. And so I think I, I went updated uh, and uh, usingnessrobinson.substack.com. That, that, there you go. I updated so everybody should read it for free if you're cheap. If you're not cheap, and then you give a little bit, give whatever you can give. Uh, there's, there's, there's the things there. So we're doing the commercials at the top of the hour, like we always do. That's what I'm leading up to. So, uh, so you can, at this point now, getting a sub stack is the easy way to funnel, funnel the cash. 
uh, uh, patreon.com slash the stomper is another way that you can do it. Uh, you know, if you haven't done it for October yet, you might do it because October ends today because Halloween, witches on broomsticks and grinning jack-o'-lanterns, ghosts and goblins and Halloween. That's <laughs> a tribute to Joe Flaherty uh, from SCTV. Yeah, it is. So uh, that's one way to do it. Uh, Venmo, you can find me on Venmo, Eugene S. Robson, I think dash 28. Cash app, I'm on there too. Uh, Pinko, P I N K O, 95014. At yahoo.com is a place to PayPal, the cash. And uh, as this is at, still at present my only source of income, we'll talk about that in a little bit. I'd appreciate it. Or you can do it the way Tommy Pounds does. Uh, the old-fashioned way, through the mail. And I have to say, the wildest thing in the fucking world happened. So I go to the post office, and I'm standing there, and I, it, it, it's like, it's like, it's eerie. And um, and I, I, I've been thinking about this, and then suddenly it shows up out of the blue, courtesy of Tommy LB. Now, what Tommy LB doesn't know, what Tommy Pounds doesn't know, is that my ex-stepfather. Well, we still call him my stepfather, even though he's no longer married to my mother. He was my mother's husband from the age of uh, me being five to 18, right, when they got divorced. Uh, he used to train with, Mas with uh, either one of Masayama's top students or with Masayama himself. And there was this book that we used to have in the house in which Masayama, one of the things that he had done in it was to, um, there were pictures of him uh, chopping the horn off of a bull and i was like man i wish i i wish i had that book it's lost to the mist of time and this is not the book that uh with masayama chopping the uh chopping the uh the, the, the horn off of a bull would appear to be a live bull but this is the second book that we had that they you know they when you train down by the brooklyn academy of music which is where they would go they get uh, you encourage you to strongly buy this book, which uh, Tommy LB sent me. So he had no way of knowing my personal history with this book. It's Shotokan Karate. Of course, you know, I spent 10 years in Kempo Karate. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, but it was what I had. I, I did I did start with Shotokan before I moved over to Kempo. And, uh, but this book is, 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 is great. It, you know, in the world, modern world of MMA, there's still some basics worth, worth knowing and paying attention to in here. But because of MMA, you can mix and match and up your game. This is totally cool, Tommy. So thank you. Thank you for sending that. You, like I said, you had no way of knowing about his place in my personal history. But Masayama was a badass. My stepfather trained uh, trained with those guys until his yellow belt. And then, then he quit. And I can't, as a kid, I can't tell you how disappointed I was. I think that's largely framed how I've approached martial arts since then, which is never miss a day, never miss a class, not if you could help it. <laughs> you know, because ultimately what you realize is that it's not like a, and I'm not telling you guys anything you don't know. It's not like a box of eggs or something that you can buy and go, oh, black belt, I'm done. You know, that really what you do is framing yourself around a lifelong practice and hope that you don't get attacked while you're sore <laughs> or injured from that lifelong practice. So again, uh, you know, you don't, it doesn't always have to be cash. It could be stuff in kind. I appreciate everything and all things. So thank you all for, for, for donating your time. And now um, I'd like to I'd like to address uh, uh, some of the detractors as well. 
and I and I, I had to get a little salty with one of you last week, who uh, who I, I you know I I don't I don't trust anything, and this ties into me and the spies thing. I don't trust anything. I don't trust anybody. So Big Mike, who's making the claim that he's a longtime fan, says I'm rambling. Doesn't like the show because of the ramble. I know this guy is not a real listener, viewer, because if he had been watching since 2007, it's like 50 Cent said, yeah, sure, I talk a little fast. You got to keep up. <laughs> I said, sure, I might ramble a bit, but you got to keep up because it all circles around. It's a raga. You can't keep up. You're not smart enough for the show. There are plenty of other shows to watch. Go watch them. <laughs> it, it's, a, it's not a bug. It's a feature. Yeah. And, and and the high wire act is to see if I can actually cycle back around to where I started by the end of the show. That's the tension. And I managed to do so at least 90% of the time. So screw you and your ramble thing. So anyway, um, let's uh, let's back up a bit here about the paranoia since we touched on. That's the next touchstone from, I don't, I don't think I need the glasses. I think I can see without them. Um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> if you can't swim, you're going to drizzle. So, um, so let, let's, let, let's back up a bit. So if you read any of the Aussie stories, and this is not going to be an all Aussie show, we got to get to, we got to get to good country for old men day. And so we're going to get to that. But if you follow any of the, the, uh, Aussie stuff, um, uh, you, you know, um, one of the things that they had tried to do to me, as I've mentioned before, was to stop all my outside activities. They wanted me to quit the band or uh, aggressively curtail what the what, what a band does and make a band a band vis-a-vis time out to record uh, uh, a record. Couldn't, you know, <laughs> I did vocals. I did vocals. Uh, I think I did vocals during shut. Yeah, I did vocals during shutdown and they had meetings unrelenting. I said, yeah, I could do the meetings from the studio, but I knew it would create a big stink. And so, you know, I did my meetings from the studio, but then I, then it was like this casket. Oh, that's a wonderful room you're in. You know? Yeah. Well, I got lots of rooms in my house. Technically these things are connected, but you know, it's like, ah, God, do you, do you you know what that feels like that it tastes like to a man who hates dissembling? Oh God. So, so you couldn't, so they were after me about, if you remember in the old days, um, if I did it, uh, they were if the shoes fit, they were uh, okay. I understood if I did it because it was technically bloody elbow, so it was Vox. So I had to wind down, knuckle up, because uh, knuckle up was a Vox property. It had been a, a, a combat music radio, uh, Scott Kelly's thing, and it moved over to Vox. Vox was technically officially a competitor. I understood that. I understood that. So then my appearances were only on the basis of, okay, well, I'm a guest on these Care, Don't Care. I'm a guest on uh, uh, If the Shoes Fit. And then I have my own show, which this one, which I had to separate. And keep in mind, it was much better for me to be connected to Bloody Elbow, but I had to do it. And so my paranoia about people, you know, getting in the pages was because they, the, 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 I was stalked by the forces that, that, that be there. Um, so anything I couldn't talk about, I couldn't talk about, I couldn't put up, if I put up something about a show, invariably, if it was out of town, meetings would be scheduled then. If I talked about something that I had to do that was not, they, if I had to record, they would, anything, anything to interfere with the, the flow of outside work. 
Now, I think the issue they tried to make a claim was that it was outside work that was the issue. You know, I think Oxbow can, we can comfortably say, given how much I spend on Oxbow and how much I make back from Oxbow, uh, it is a hobby. Um, so shutting down or setting the privacy settings for to make sure, you know, you could, like my boss kept, one of my managers kept saying, hey, hey, uh, uh, how come, you know, how come, uh, you know, I can't see you on uh, Instagram? Can you uh, prove me so I can see you on Instagram? I go, no, we can't, we, we can be friends without, if we could be, I sent you a friend request. I go, can't we be friends without Instagram mediating the experience? And like, okay, if you don't want to do it. And I said, yeah, there are reasons I don't want to do it. And I explained it because you guys get into my personal business and I get into trouble. A grown adult man is using that phrase. Yes, gets into trouble. And they go, oh, you're being silly. Wasn't being silly. It's being stalked by uh, uh, people that were out of their minds in order to curtail, curtail activities that I showed up already doing. As you've heard, Knuckle Up started in 2007. I didn't start working at Ozzy until 2012. Sorry to keep rambling on about this, but this is nine years of me acting strangely, and I think I owe you an explanation. So I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna open up uh, uh, Mr. Sleep Three on Instagram, Eugene S. Robinson on Instagram, uh, Eugene S. Robinson is already opened up, um, and. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've also in, in, I got a couple of uh, uh, things I've been asked for uh, Facebook uh, and then asking for passwords. That's madness, absolute madness, absolute madness. And of course, now that the 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 the, the, the gyre has turned the other way, and it's a it's a buyer's market for uh, for people in employ like people are ghosting employers, and employers are all butthurt. No, oh, you know we keep we extend four job offers. Three people turned him down. One guy showed up a week later. He, he abandoned the job. Oh, 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 really? Really? So you treat workers like slop. And then when the workers act like slop, you're surprised. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. You're having a problem now. And the problem was of your own making. That being said, since the Aussie thing burst into public view, which they had hamstrung me about talking about it, dangling the severance in front of me. And when they said, of course, no severance because you didn't, this bullshit uh, glass door review that I did not write, which later it was turned out to Eva Rodriguez, who was quoted in CNN Business. She wrote it. She admitted to me. Um, but they got, they thought it was me because of the June, the June, like I would get fired and immediately go uh, take the coward's way out and immediately go to glass door. I got something to say about you. I'll say it publicly. So I couldn't say anything between June and now. So I was in this kind of purgatorial. And, and so now I'm explaining how, why I've been weird before and the extreme pressures that I was under, one, to maintain constant employment and to do the, to hold the line on doing the show. I kept asking for an explanation. I said, you, the, and I got impassioned about it. The one thing that gives me a little bit of pleasure in life Sitting in my underwear and talking to a, a you know to likes and their likes. Well, one hour on a Sunday is somehow causing this place to have problems. Well, 
catch 22 stuff. What if everybody did what you did? Everybody here could golf. It has no bearing on me making quick time across town. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, awful, awful memories, I- I'm sure. So, yeah, maybe a- as a way to to free at last, free at last, thank God almighty, I'm free at last. Maybe I'll just open that up, Mr. Sleep 3. Um, and, and and one of the content, contestant, contingency issues as connected to the Substack was that, well, it's work. And I said, no, from the very beginning, the Substack has always been free. You don't have to pay for it. You can get it if you could read every, go every week and go, you don't have to, you don't have to pay. So that's why I've been weird. I think I'm going to open everything up. I can't think of a reason not to. Um, and so when I see a comment, the negative comment, and I'm largely suspecting that it is now well-documented detractors who have been telling people about Eugene has a criminal record. Eugene's a drug user. The better, but I've been very frank about all that. In fact, the actual benefit of me, <laughs> I mean, you know, you got a Brian Gumbel, you got a, I mean, the actual benefit of me is that I've told so much that this, I've crossed a Rubicon. <laughs> You know, I crossed the Rubicon. So what, what, what? You all are in the know. None of this should be, there's going to be no, so you got me moments. Run, tell that. I told it all. There's nothing to tell. So anyway, since all this stuff has broken, as it has in the end of September, five job offers, uh, three or four super credible uh, documentary film companies, uh, one super credible book agent, and most recently, very credible film people. Um, so that that's that's the landscape uh, that we're dealing with. I think this week I have to make a decision, and so I can't talk about it on this show. I'll be glad to talk about it on next show. It'll be a big deal. Um, and I will be employed once again by employers who have a, have, if not an actual, but an explicit understanding that this show is a thing, that a Oxbow is a thing, that all the stuff that I've been doing from 1980 to to 2021, this 59 year old man has managed to do and be super gainfully employed and you know, get get his ass into GQ, get his ass into the LA Weekly, get his ass into the New York Times, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, so there you go. So that that that's 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 the, the kind of update, the kind of update about what's happening. And to explain a certain a bit, uh, a certain, if you've been following for any length of time, crazy paranoia. Now, all the other paranoia, mushrooms, frayed toaster wires being shot through the window while I'm doing the show, that remains. But the rest of it, I can let go. Now, something happened and because I am, because I am, uh, um, uh, um, yeah, exactly. Well, you know, Feral House asked for a memoir, and then I finally looked at somebody's memoir, and I was like, oh, oh I see how they're gaming the system. <laughs> I, I see you. You pick a memoir, 
and you, 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 okay. So your life is like this people listening on SoundCloud. I'm doing the expanding hands motion on a linear timeline. That's your life. But the memoirs, and I should know, I read Gore Vidal's two memoirs, you know, and this other person who I just saw who finally clicked for me, you know, her memoir, it, it goes from here to here, right? But then it drills down that segment. And that's my big concern is, you know, my big concern is um, what I what 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 would allow me to sustain an effort, you know, a literary effort over 250 pages that I would find completely compelling. Well, I never get bored thinking about sex. Incidentally, newsflash, you're hearing it here first. You're hearing it here first. Honest to God, the idea hit me a couple of hours ago. I'm going to rebirth sex with Eugene. Now, I expect that I might get sued for this because it's proprietary, even though my name is Eugene. But the name of the Aussie column was S-E-X space W-I-T-H space my name. This column will be as written. Those of you on SoundCloud, I'm sorry I can't help you. Uh, sex. W slash, also known as a virgule, and my name. Hey, like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna rebirth that. So we have under look what you made me do. We've got uh, five easy pieces as, as we read last week. So it was with Stanton Levey. Uh, others have been Jim Goad, Lydia Lunch, uh, uh, Darius James, and the new sub property is going to be sex with Eugene, probably once a month, whatever. But I, but I have to tell you, and you're going to love this, and I'm going to give it. I'm going to give you a precursor. A friend of mine uh, got arrested for international drug trafficking. Made the newspapers. You've heard me talk about him before. He made the newspapers under the headline, Man Deals Drugs for Mother. His mother was in a care facility. She got Alzheimer's. A decent, a mediocre care facility was going to cost about $80,000 a year. He wanted to keep her there. And whatever. He tied it causally into that. He also, personally to me, tied it into uh, use of antidepressants, which increased his risk-taking behavior. He says, whatever. And I got to get down into the weeds. But he started with steroids. Then he ended up with, as these things do, they flout MDMA, methamphetamine, coke, maybe. I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't know all the details. He, uh, and he, one day he gets a knock. He's in the shower. Or he was sleeping in bed naked. The feds come in, kick down his door. They arrest him for international drug trafficking. He doesn't go to prison at all. He gets arrested. Clearly, we all know what that means. And at one point, I'm talking to him. I go, how's it going, man? He goes, wow, the feds, they keep kicking. You know, they come once a month. They take my laptop. They take my, they wanted him to roll on some of the big guys. He goes, I don't even know who these guys are. Sorry. It's a dark web. I can't help you. He goes, but they come in and take my phones. And so apropos of nothing, you can't Donna Shalala me on my own show. Apropos of nothing, I'm walking around and I get a text. And it texts us, yo, I got some steroids. You, you interested? So, hey, man. Hey, man, look, you know what? I'm in the fight world now. I'm no longer in the bodybuilding world. None of the fighters want to get out of their weight division. I don't want to take it steroids. No, we don't know any. No, 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 no. Sorry. Never heard back from him again. 
Had dinner with him later, mentioned it. He goes, wasn't me. Okay. All right. So who knows? Who knows? Who knows? He didn't serve a day in jail. And from his point of view, as I've said before, when I've mentioned him in passing under a different ages and different kind of context, I said his attitude largely is bad things happen to stupid people. Don't be a stupid people. Yeah, I know it's person. But you know what I mean. Don't be that. Somebody calls you who's having problems with the feds, asking if you want drugs. You got to be smart enough to take that two-step. Apropos of that, this week, I, I get a call from the former CEO, from the CEO of Ozzy, my former boss. I get a text. And in the text, he says, this is a guy who's gone on, on now, told the New York Times that I'm a drug user and uh, 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 a drug user and uh, that's a criminal record, all pieces which I've talked about before. Texting me he says, on last Tuesday, he says, hey, uh, could you, we'd like, hey, you're free today? Could we meet for lunch? Talk, hang out, my treat, something to that effect. This is a guy who, when on a Today Show, they asked about me. He goes, that's a guy who I fired. This is a guy who denied me severance, nothing. Sent me out the door with a with a with an infant in the house and, and a wife not working, nothing. This is this is a guy who's telling uh, uh, people in L.A. Uh, at larger publications that I might try to get jobs at. Uh, he's an MMA guy that I, I, I rescued with publishing. This is a a guy who spent nine years tormenting me when I was going through a divorce and trying to get remarried and trying to make all these complicated decisions. You ever try to run a marathon with somebody punch you in the face? You should try it sometime. And so I get this. So I I text my lawyer right away. And my lawyer, my lawyer is not a, my lawyer is a, a, employment lawyer, business and technology guy. And he was like, well, strategically, this makes no sense at all. I can't figure out what he's doing. But if, you get, if you're curious, you might just call, you know, back. Okay, I, hmm, that's not what my gut's telling me. Talk to a buddy of mine who used to be a criminal defense attorney. <laughs> now we're in the neck of the woods where I need to be. Because the penalties for trying to defraud Goldman Sachs out of $40 million, as pursued by the FBI, the IRS, the SEC, and something I'm about to talk about in a second are $2 million fine and 20 years in jail. Much more significant than my friend for international drug dealing. And he still called me out of the blue with that text. And also, I've met my name in the, te- in the tweet, in the text, was hyperlinked. I don't know what that was about. I got hundreds of texts from the guy, never one where my name was hyperlinked. I'm not clicking on shit. So I get off the phone with the lawyer. I'm in the shower. I'm just about to take a shower. Phone call, 619 San Diego. I paid a bunch of bills in San Diego. I go, oh, probably one of the problems with the bills in San Diego. I answer the phone. The EDD, Employment Development Division. It's Employment Development Division. You know, these are people who control your unemployment. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot I applied for that, you know. Um... You know, the paperwork now, before when it was real paperwork, it was very easy. Now it's all online. It's this and the, the Affordable Care Act. I just, my head's spinning. I can't keep the stuff straight. 
The guy says, yeah. I said, listen, man, I'm, I'm about to have a job. I really, I don't want to put you through the rigmarole for 300 bucks. And then next week I got a job. And, I, and he goes, I'm not calling about that. I go, I go, what are you calling about? He goes, I have a few questions for you about Ozzy. Well, I'm glad to talk. Glad to talk. Now, I don't know what it's about. The guy was being extremely closed mouth. But I imagine if Friday, 75 employees hear that they no longer have jobs, maybe 75 employees uh, apply for unemployment. If from some personal email on Monday, those 75 employees happen to hear from the former CEO, now the new CEO, from a personal email saying that they still have jobs and they should show up and they ignore that because this is not official then maybe that employer, maybe that CEO says, hey, um, work abandonment. Your claim is denied. You still have a job. How? Why would I give you unemployment if you still have a job? <laughs> Two people, as far as I know, have gone back. There could be more. Two, possibly three have gone back. That still leaves 72 people who are like, I got a claim. You're going to honor my claim. So... I guess it wasn't enough to have problems with the IRS, the SEC, the FBI. You had you had to throw in the EDD. Maybe it'll be a royal flush. I can't think of what the other three name acronym will be, but that's where I've been. So this week has been a weird week. I'm starting to think, ah, man, maybe maybe I should keep things locked up. Maybe there's reason for the paranoia. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. ATF, right? I'm done ducking and dodging and creeping. I'm done with that. I'm done with that. I'm done. Done. I'm talking. I say what I want. Go where I want. Do what I want. I'm done with that creepy weirdness. I'm done. Done, 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 done. Like dude said, like, like DM Punk said, man, this stuff sticks with you like a stink. <laughs> and, you know, if, if you're a hardcore guy, a punk rock guy, it fits into every single narrative that you ever, or even a hip hop guy. What to get paid quick? You gotta suck a fat dick. Okay, any hip hop, whatever, any narrative about you, the the powerless versus the powerful. That's it. Writ writ large, writ small, writ large and writ small. So, so somehow you, you know you find yourself casting about for for a right a a writing of the ship. There are all these nautical terms, like the ship was listing. We hit the doldrums. A sign of, of the times and a change in the times would have to be the job offers. And I actually have to consider, sit down with, yes, exactly. Uh, sit down, I'm thinking, nodding my head about the napalm. Willie Pete, try white phosphorus. Sticks to you. Uh, so, I'm, I'm, you know, I have decisions to make. Sit down with calculators, looking at, Long-term plans, projections, the things that I got going on, you know, trying to parcel out the time for writing the 20-page proposal for the book, trying to parcel out my time for the film people, trying to parcel out my time for the documentary groups, trying to parcel the time out for my friends at Saloon Media who are pitching a show with me, like Anthony Bourdain of the fight world. See, this is what we call a segue. You didn't know that was happening, did you? All these things now completely independent and separate from the Aussie thing. Guy got obsessed. 
He starts, what about that fight book? Is that guy, is that guy still alive? Snake Pliskin. I thought you were dead. I'm not dead. I'm here. My modus operandi, as always, is yes. What do you mean, Eugene? Yes, Eugene, can you write the back column of Decibel? Yes. This is actually the first. This is probably my 16th piece for Decibel. This is the this is the only one that I give less than a 10 to. I don't know. I expected that would be better. It's my, my own fault. It's about Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden's in the issue, I think. Or maybe it was supposed to be. I don't know. I, I could, yeah, Iron Maiden is is in the issue. I could have done better. I could have done better. But yeah, whatever. You know, I'm uh, I'm firing all cylinders. This is in the Substack. Speaking of which, the Substack today is about uh, people who are coming to me with the memes about uh, Alec Baldwin because it's so fucking funny when people get shot in the head. So I write about that. And my school of thought is all or nothing, baby, all or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> all or nothing. <laughs> I'm not. We're gonna joke about everything. We should just let, let let's not. St- I mean, this this is coming from a guy who's probably one of the more difficult people to offend. If you remember the old days of knuckle up when people were still feeling their balls with social media, guys were trying to be oh you know nigga this nigga that and trying to offend my sensibilities. I'm like, oh, you're here. <laughs> And it caught, man. It's like, I don't like you, and I'm glad to see you. You know? <laughs> Culminating with me, actually, that guy who lived in the hate in San Francisco, me driving up to his house. Hey, bud, come out. Come out to play. <laughs> like, he was, he was, like, emailing me. Could you please go away? <laughs> no, I'm downstairs, man. Come on. Stop messing around. I didn't drive all the way up here for nothing. <laughs> So you know, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. It, it, duck off a water's back. Water off a duck's back. Sorry, got me with that. <laughs> so so uh, 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 you know, in the old days when when people were trying to be, so I, I I don't. None of this stuff. None of this stuff actually. You know, stupidity bothers me. Stupidity bothers me. So if you want to talk about you know, oh. I laugh, honest to God, it's involuntary. I laugh two times at the Chappelle thing, but I'm not, I already wrote about Chappelle, like last, the week before. I'm not talking about that. He's doing the shows with, he's doing the shows with Joe Rogan, a whole Jogan. I'm just like, I'm more shocked about the thin skin in this. And now we're going to joke about Alec Baldwin shooting some, some woman in the face and then killing, or killing somebody, the woman and the kill and shooting the other guy. In the, and it's like, you know what? We have all, with these media platforms, kind of created this universe where we're standing on stages and, and, and we're they're laugh tracks, and the laugh tracks are likes and shares. And you know, and I don't think I'm being a complete, you know, nervous Nelly for like, ah, you know, man, I don't think it's. Have you ever been on a film set? Yeah, okay. Have you ever handled a gun? Yeah, okay. Have you ever had an accidental discharge? Yeah, okay. Now, if at the end of all those things, you actually, actually, sh- now, if this was a person who you really disliked, whatever, whatever, people should, they had it coming, you know, you know, you, what does Kid Nate say? You play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, what can you say? I'm sorry you got shot by the guy you were trying to rob. But during the course, I mean, it's like the story we told last week of the woman 
who was walking down the street, the friend of mine, and sees a meter maid get hit by a car and laughed. Ah! That was natural and involuntary. Sitting, framing a meme around it, <laughs> and putting it out on the internet in the hopes that your meme goes viral is, I really hate to say that it's shitty and substandard, but it ultimately strikes me as shitty and substandard. And the what about and the what aboutism that's going to drive that argument? Like, oh yeah, well, you, uh, I don't even want to hear. I don't even want to hear it. I don't even want to hear it. That worked when you were seven years old. Timmy, he he pissed in the punch bowl. So why is everybody getting mad that I pissed in the punch bowl? Because we can all collectively agree nobody wants to drink piss punch unless that's your fetish. So the Substack is about that, but somehow, you know, you go out the house, you stick your finger in the wind, you're looking to see which way things blow, like Bob Dylan, and something comes up. The five jobs, yeah, that was kind of nice. You know, the the call from the former tormentor, not so nice. Platonic triad, good, true, and beautiful, that was last night. (laughs) Hey, fuck you, Tim. (laughs) Don't piss in the punch next time. And I'm sorry to everybody who, then I pissed in the punch later. I'm sorry. Last night was exact. You know, I hate to say it. I hate to feel there are not many reasons why. I, I told Steph today. I'm not cheating really on care don't care because it comes tomorrow at noon. I'm not really cheating, but enough to say with her, uh, John, Steph, and John Nash. I said, honest to God, I was envisioning the next 18 months to wind down my involvement with MMA. Because when I look back over the vast, the vast desert of things that the Baldwin has prevented from happening, I know that to expect anything else from the future is 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 foolhardy. Um, <laughs> that 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 is foolhardy. I don't. We're never going to see John, Johnny Boney Joni in Ngannou. and if we do, it'll be. It, it'll be done for the express purpose of 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 diminishing Johnny Boney Joni, like Keith uh, Sean Shelby, also known as Keith. Well, her, yeah, I just heard he's got a torn labrum, so they book the fight, and he'll take it because he's got no choices, and he'll get smashed because that's where they need him smashed. All of the really major, yeah, there were good fights that happened. But all of the really major dream fights that happened, there there was no thriller in Manila for the bald one. He prevented them from happening. Mad Max style. You guys want to get out of here? It goes through me. Okay. So I said the eighteen next 18 months, I, you know, give or take a month here or there, I've got to wind down my involvement with MMA. Yeah, I mean, you're not staying there, everything. For, I told somebody today at Jiu-Jitsu, I was like, you know, I used to be a big fan of Oleg Tokhtarov, and I, one of the things that he was really good at was a flying uh, arm bar. I used to do this shit, like attempt it, do it, do pull it off with impunity. You know where you grab somebody's lapel, you grab their shoulder, grab their arm, hook the back of the neck, and, you know, and so you're, you've made this loop and their arm is somehow stuck up here. You th- jump up, you throw your legs around, their their neck somebody who you do that with usually they'll start to fall forward your weight or they'll try to shuck you so that you fall back 
In any case, both of you subsequently will fall. I used to do that stuff all the time. And I actually thought about that a few weeks ago. I was like, huh. And then I realized that was at AKA where my oldest daughter took her first steps. That's when I was doing that stuff. My oldest daughter is just about 26. So that means 26 years later, if I'm thinking I'm pulling a flying arm bar, you know, I don't care what kind of mat, unless they got a crash pad and even then. Don't get a mistake. I'm training for an hour, hour and a half. I'm, you know, probably in pretty good shape. Not flying armbar shape. No. So we're not going to see anything in the next 18 months that we really want to see. God love you. We, I know all of us, we're holding out hope to see, but we're not. We're not. So the way I'm looking at it now, all of this is valedictorian for me at this point. You know, I'm saying my, I'm saying my farewells now, in other words. Uh, you know, but hey, there's not a lot to say farewell to. Right. Ah, there you go. Mr. JW. There's not a lot to say farewell to, but Glover Teixeira has been my dude forever. 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 If uh, uh, Steph and her, and her husband had some family stuff to do, so there was no care, don't care last week. And I was really honest about my picks on the fight. I, I, I wouldn't have had a great record. Yes, I would have picked Jan. Yes, I would have picked uh, uh, Glover. Uh, but then uh, I would have picked Chamzat. But I would have gotten fuzzy around um, Islam Makachev. I would uh, I would have picked Tabura, and I probably would have picked the guy who fought uh, who fought and lost in that terrible fight to uh, Volkov. So I'd have been right over 500. But it would have all been blown out of the water at, at Glover Teixeira coming in as an underdog and, and and smoking the Polish power. I would have felt disloyal for not rolling with the Polish power again. But I didn't think he could do it. I didn't think he could do it. And he did not do it. He did not do it. You have to – what is it? There's a great line from some um, – movies it's somebody um or maybe it's a song um oh i think it's a the, the notorious big your mom properly um properly gassed up will set that ass up you know a man properly gassed up could pull off a lot i've been 42 you know i was still fighting mma at 42 in actual fact amateur smoker stuff up in san francisco but I, that's what I was doing when I was 42, for sure, 100%. 100%. I found the article, actually, where the guy infiltrated. Oh, I, I mentioned, I forgot to mention that, where the guy infiltrated the fight club and wrote about it on a night where I, I, I had a great night. And it, it was threadbare. It's a thing that shut down. It shut down the fight club. Um. And we knew something was going on, but we didn't quite know what because the dude who was running it didn't want to get put out of his place. And he had a pretty he had a pretty solid deal. If you remind me, I'll dig it out. I don't want to keep looking in this bag of tricks I got here. But it was great. It was great to find. I almost ended up throwing it out. Uh the article from the SF Chronicle. I was never sure after a certain point that it really existed, but I got it. I got it here. Um so so anyway, is this it? Oh yeah, hold on. 
Uh, I'm sorry. You know, I've got, I'm on a spectrum. <laughs> now nah, I can't, I can't, I can't find it. And I don't want to, I don't want to have the whole show have you looking at the side of my face. So it's here. I'll find it before the next show. Um, so, uh, so, um, so Glover Teixeira, you know, from his trying to sneak in and getting screwed and training with Hackleman and Chuck Liddell. And then his, he was trying to explain to the, to the bald one before he puts the belt on. I told you told you I was going to be here. Now, John tried to, John Nash, I care, don't care, tried to rain a little bit on the parade. He said it wasn't so much that, that Glover won for him. It was that the division lost. He goes, but then he seemed to, he created this fantasy scenario where he's like talking about all the guys that lost, like they were credible competitors for, for the Glover to share 2021. He mentioned Phil, Mr. Wonderful Davis. He's a, you know, uh, all the cats that have kind of gone to light heavyweight from from the UC, you know, um, and I and he's like, you know, Rumble, and I go, well, Johnny Boney Joni didn't fight Rumble either. What are you talking about? You know, he's like, well, DC is gone, you know, and uh, yeah, okay, uh, listen, listen, Glover. <laughs> and the only negative thing I heard about the Glover's win that got me in the guts was like, well, let's let's hope he doesn't pop dirty. I was like, oh, why'd you have to say that? Why'd you have to say that? I, I, how come it was? I didn't even think of that till now. And then why'd you have to say that? <laughs> You're like Lucy Van Pelt, where she just won't leave Linus alone to his blanket and his thumb in his mouth. Leave me alone with this. Let me enjoy. Let an old man enjoy a few minutes of pleasure here. A few minutes. That's it. That's all we ask. A few minutes. Without raising that specter that, of course, something could go 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 crazy with this, and indeed, indeed, it might. But and then, of course, more importantly, this was a model of good citizenship. You listen to Glover at the end say, "I respect this guy a lot. You know, he's a true champion." There wasn't a lot of smack crap. They talked to Jan Blavitz. This is, yeah, I guess I left my my legendary Polish power in the hotel room. Don't know, but I'm not a coward. I'm not a quitter, and so I'll be back. All that stuff. All suddenly the adults. It was so glorious when the when the adults are in the room, and it continued. You know, you get Jan and uh, and Jan and, and Sandhagen. They were doing some of the high five and low five and stuff that I always make fun of. You know, a little bit too 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 clubby, too chumsy, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He used to be, but I mean, all those cats. I mean. And I would start making fun of John. I go, yeah, well, he didn't fight Jesus Christ either. He didn't fight the angel Michael on the walk from, he didn't, you know, he didn't fight Godzilla. He didn't fight, you know, these are people that he could have fought that he just ducked. God, stop, give Glover his moment in the sun. And you look at Jan and 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 Sandhagen. This was, you know, they asked Sandhagen afterward, a moment where he could have said, what do you think? Is he says, were you concerned that the decision was not right? He goes, oh, I was right. Because could. Guy's good, you know. Hats off to him. Hats off to him. It's all refreshing when the adults are in the room and everybody's not doing the monkey show for the bald one. You know? I'm not going to do the monkey show for you. Not for this money. You know why? Mostly because I have mirrors at home. And I got to sit up and I got to look at myself in those mirrors. Not playing your game. Oh, it's just called, it's called gin up interest in a fight. For who? For what? From who? 
Again, poop on plates might sell tickets. Doesn't mean I'm eating it. So Jan, that was that, that was that was a great fight. That was a great fight. These these two fights were phenomenal exhibitions. And I have to say that I don't see I don't see uh, I don't see Aljo surviving. I mean, I don't feel bad about that. It, it, it is what it is. But, you know, at some point, like pay, let's, let, let, let's let me make this controversial statement that pay is not everything. Not everything. How your sport is framed around you is probably the biggest thing. And suddenly when I could feel how refreshing it was that adults were in the room, it was a room I felt comfortable being in. There's room, there's room in that room for naturals, what I've often called, if you follow the show long enough, you know, I call a certain category of, of individual unnatural. I'm not surprised, motherfucker, natural. We didn't came to play, take part, we came to take over. Though there's the alleged anal rape, that was still natural. The it. But for everybody else, just be you, just do you. Guy's been slogging away, winning the fight, knocking Anthony Smith's teeth out. And then apologizing afterward, not after the fight, while, it, yes, 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 yes. And I have to say the commentating, this was somehow, this was, a, you know, I didn't, if you miss Hojo Gain, I'd like to know why. It, I was perfectly comfortable with Anik Felder in D.C. D.C. is kind of a company guy sometimes, but you know what? D.C. called me out a, a, a few weeks ago and some in Twitter. I was like, oh. Okay, so we're not completely invisible over here in the red light district of MMA. And we're like the red light district of the red light district here on the show's Tampa. <laughs> Where the really smart pervs hang out. <laughs> so, so, so the Yon thing uh, 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 was great. Dan Hooker. And I, I think I might have picked him against Islam Makachev. I, you know, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, there's got to be something to like not eating pork and not drinking and not consorting with women and not masturbating. I guess maybe Ian McKay had something with all that. Uh, these guys fight like they, uh, I saw, I saw not a Dagestani, Dagestani fighter. I saw an Armenian fighter fight in, in, uh, Russia that I was doing the color commentating for with a broken jaw. How do I know? I was sitting by his corner. The guy said, I think my jaw's broken. Bite down of your mouthpiece. I didn't know that. I don't speak Russian. I talked to Ola, who was my translator. She said, something about, the, what does this mean? Biting down on the, I said, oh. Dude ran to the hospital after the fight, which he won, had his jaw wired shut, Came back for the after party. He was drinking alcohol through a straw. Yeah, he wasn't. He he wasn't a Muslim, but you know this is Russia, okay? Uh, but he was Armenian. Um. So so I uh, uh um. So yeah, I I I stopped looking. I had to put on my horror movie glasses. You know, we do this move, this Kimura, but usually if you're doing some gi, the guy's grabbing the fabric of his gi and you yank you yank his, his arm kind of out. 
before you hold it to yourself and then turn your entire torso clockwise. And when they start, when he started, and with, with no gi, especially, okay, he doesn't have a rash guard, there's nothing to grab. When that arm comes out this way and he started, rot Islam started rotating his body clockwise, I just stopped looking because I knew where it was going to go. I'm sorry. I don't consider myself much of a puss. But as soon as that arm starts to make that transit, I start to get to my to my ribs. I'm tapping, bro. I'm the, let me go. Let me go. Nowhere. This is nowhere good. Hats off to Dan Hooker, but that was not. Nah, nah. And that was one of those fights where you got guys who are properly motivated. One guy's a five and one guy's a six. You think the other guy's going to tap? Nah, I got you. I got you. I got you. I'm not tapping. Until it's gonna break, and you're lucky. Didn't <laughs> I had to? Could I had to look away? And then what was? And then the other one, I didn't watch them all. Um, uh, Hamza and uh, and uh, don't tell me, don't tell me, and, and uh, Lingaging the leech was, <laughs> you know. But he he actually created a dance card for himself that's compelling. Because if you pick, if you just manhandle some guy, just pick him up off the mat, screw it, grab him, lift him up, walk across the cage with him while talking to the boss. Yeah, it says hype. There's no hype. There's no hype. And then throw the guy down and then choke the living shit out of him. Not into unconsciousness. You know, in the in the ref stop, I think it was Herzog well after the guy was out. Well after the guy was out, after the leech was out. It's like, if you're scheduled to fight Hamzat next, you're like, you know, man, I may not win this fight, but I'm not going out like that. I, I had a guy fight like he was, like he was, like he was, he was, no, uh, uh, he verbally tapped. He didn't act, he had nothing to tap with. His left arm was under him. His right arm was about to be chicken winged out of existence. He did nothing to tap with. Yeah, I couldn't look until I saw him walking away, and then I looked. But listen, with Hamza, you know, you create a situation where you – there's a guy who I fought at the Cow Palace, and the guy sat like, – there's nobody in your age group where you go down age. So this guy was, like, in his 30s, and he weighed, like, 250-some-odd thing, you know, because the Brazilians are not going to give you your money back because there's nobody – nobody else born in 1962 who, uh, <laughs> you know – and if I, and the guy was just he was fight he was fighting so hard I had I had to think did I sleep with this guy's wife? I mean seriously man it was it was with a, a certain level of passion. And as we're walking back to the judges table after they declared him the winner, the guy muttered to me, "Yeah, I was gonna let you EJJ me." Oh, you listen to the show? God damn you, man! You listen to the show? You know I'm a fucking senior citizen. You almost murdered me out there. What are you doing? He's like, well, I, you know, I, I don't want the dirty tricks and the, 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 the thumbs in them. And the guy, was like, he was all, I was like, I got to, this show is like doing radio. You don't really know who's listening. You're not really paying attention. I got to be sort of circumspective. I'm going to continue with this competing thing. <laughs> but I guarantee you, the next guy who fights Chomps, I was like, I don't mind if I got knocked out. Don't really want that to be the option. But you're not going to carry me across the stage like a, Damsel in distress, dump me like a sack of garbage at the at the foot of the cage, and then put the vines in and choke me. Nah, we're not doing that. 
We'll lose. I'll, I got a unanimous decision. That's fine. But this other thing, nah, none of us started fighting to get that kind of extra added dose of ritual humiliation thrown on top. Nah. So those, those were those fights enough to, I mean, because we all know what we're talking about, right? At this point, is Hamzat enough to get me to stretch beyond 18 months? Glover Teixeira, we love, but he's not an 18-monther at this point, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's coming from inside the house. He's not enough to get, he's not 18 months. So, okay, so what do we got? Petrion, I think he's going to smash Aljo. Is he enough? Is he good enough to keep you going for long enough? Beyond 18 months? I don't know. The guy who keeps talking about how young he is, and you know, I and again, here is the circle back. Here again. <laughs> here again. You want to make jokes? Down with the jokes. That's fine. Johnny Boney Joni earned the jokes. You know, people go to wife beating and then the main the meme with the wife holds up the sign and says, help me, and earned all that stuff, which he seems to sort of have realized. But the accused anal rapist, now you can't talk about him. People get offended. <laughs> people get offended. There are people who used to listen to the show all the time who got offended by me going in hard on, uh, uh, you know, Going in hard, right down the middle, up the backside of uh, of, of uh, uh, McNuggets. I talk about this guy named Tim. Tim, uh, I will, you don't need his last name in the Substack. The paratrooper who got all upset after he goaded me into talking about the American flag purposefully. So you can't dish it, can't take it. Yeah, no, stop, 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 stop. You dish it, you got to take it. There's no it's maybe. You got to do it, take it. Yeah. So, so I mean, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. Which is my way of saying I forgot where I was. <laughs> no, we're talking about about the full circle to being able to 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 deal with the jokes. I mean, is everything funny? If Johnny Boney Jones is funny, certainly accused anal rapist. Every time every time I'm in there and his name comes up and I say accused anal rapist, Conor McGregor, because nobody thinks that rape is funny, right? Accused anal rape. Nobody did, but or wife beating is funny, but then the memes and the memes kind of cohere to a certain genotype. And what's that genotype? I don't know. What's the difference between Johnny Boney Joni and accused rapist Conor McGregor? What's the difference? Well, one's from Ireland and one's from New York, I guess. uh, One's a kind of lighter weight and one's kind of heavier. I don't know. Are there any other major differences? You know, how the Baldwin treats him and how the, the papers that are connected to Baldwin pick up on the narrative and how the fans of the Baldwin follow that narrative. Is there anything else? Yeah, I mean, I'm irked with Johnny Boney Joni too. You know, mostly because I don't like drunks. 
And I want people, you, you, got, you got a royal flush and you're going to burn up the cards? But multiple accusations of anal rape seem to me to be pretty serious. Well, these haven't been proven. These haven't been. <laughs> you know what? I could multiply anal rape somebody like you, the guy who's saying uh, it hasn't been proven. And what proof would we have? More importantly, it hasn't, not as such as I haven't proof, it's what it hasn't, that phrase, it hasn't been proven, is very different from I have proof. It means that you have to have proof that proves out. And if you don't have that, that anal rape didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll Joe is not getting by. This neck thing has got him tied up for a bit. You got to know that that time won't be. You could gamesmanship, MMA gamesman this thing right into the ground. But I guarantee you, you're just making the guy angry. He's a pretty phenomenal guy, Jan. Pretty phenomenal. We're going to go out and do a little trick-or-treat now, I think, is, is, is what's what's about to happen. So anyway, so my, my, my point is, you know, it's all or nothing. If we're going to play rough... Everybody plays rough all the time, every time with everybody. No dispensations made, no favoritism, no cakewalks. This is what I essentially said in the substack. Or if we're going to apply discernment, then we apply discernment like smart, civilized, intelligent people. And I realize smart and intelligent are pretty much the same thing. Not always. Yep. But what is it about Johnny? But he's too, I don't know, he's just too... Negative. He's too negative. 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 I don't know. You know, there's something about it. The bald one. You know, <laughs> and his likes and dislikes. <laughs> anyway, this has been version number a one, a eight, a eight of the Eugene S. Robertson Show Stomper. Monday afternoon, you have care, don't care. John Nash is back in the house. Steph Haynes is back in the house. Crooklyn, check it out. Listen, watch, learn. There's a JJB I'm about to go live with after this one, where I describe my march to championship gold. Yeah, sadist. That means you read it. You read it. I talk about sadism and masochism in the Substack. Uh, Tuesday night, we have uh, if, uh, if the Shoes Fit. This week is Kid Nate's week. So we got him. And for those of you who get the special secret treat, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about when Kid Nate shows up, expect that there will be another one. You don't know what I'm talking about. None of that will make sense to you. Um, outside of that, next week's fight has 14 fights. I'm above 500 on it. Cared about eight of them. That's a long time, but I cared about eight of them. Made my picks on care, don't care. Check it out there. Retweet it if you want to compete with us. I don't know that beating Finley is going to put you on the on the schedule, but whatever. It's just fun. And then next Sunday, I'll have some news for you uh, about maybe you could tie off some of this stuff. Uh, I, I think I made the right. I think I made. Uh, I think not responding to people that want to stab your eyes out is a general good mo for life. You know, DM me if you disagree. Anyway, this is V188. I'm your host, Eugene S. Robinson. Thanks for listening. You see what Sorrell did to my face? People keep thinking it's a tattoo. Sorrell did that to my face. 
And this is before I did this whole round of interviews and TV shows. He did this. He wears a wrist brace. It's just like, Jiu-Jitsu, BJJ for life. Thanks for listening. Look what you made me do. Don't die.